Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Patreon Exclusive Podcast about the one thing that I know something about game shows, I suppose. I'm your host, Ron Haas. I'm recording this episode, October 5th, 2020, right on the edge of when we're ending game shows, I suppose. I uh, don't know when this episode's going to be up, like I do most of these episodes. Everything seems to be stuck. All right, there we go. All right, so how's it going? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm talking to a microphone and doing a one of those walkie-talkie episodes. I'm in a positive mood, you know, really upbeat, so I feel like I'm going to record a couple of these episodes, put them out whenever, and we'll be good. And I just realized one that I really wanted to talk about was Golden Balls. And uh, <laughs> it's one of those game shows that's like, why did I forget about this one? This was one of my favorite UK game shows of all time because it's an element of bluffing because as is the case with a lot of game shows we've been talking about lately, this was the mid 2000s. So you had deal or no deal and you had a lot of poker as well. So uh, what if luck based game shows, but <laughs> poker and you get golden balls? So it's one part deal or no deal, one part bluffing, and one part weakest link in a way that is really simple to actually explain. Uh, but here's the quickest way to explain the format. <clears throat> Round one, we have a golden bank. It looks like a giant tumbler full of like a bingo parlor full of 100 golden balls. And they're literally just like golden balls that can fold in half. And inside these balls are cash values ranging from 10 pounds all the way to, I believe it was 100,000 in the pilots, and then it became 75,000 pounds. And then of the 100, we're only going to be pulling out, uh, I believe, 12 in round one, and, and that will be used for today's game. In addition to those 12, though, the merciless uh, model will drop in four Killer balls, ooh, killers, ooh, bad, ooh. And they're going to add it to the mix, making it 16 random golden balls at once. You don't know which ball is what. It was randomized. Of those 16, they get divided into four groups for four players. It's a four-player game show, but it's everyone for themselves. With their four golden balls, two will be in the front row, two in the back row. Or, in the case of me being the flavor text man ever, two to show, and two only they will know. So, they get to reveal the two in the front, and they have to show them. So, it could be a killer, it could be a thousand pounds, could be 50 pounds, could be 150 pounds, doesn't matter. It could be a killer which is even more devastating. But as everyone knows, there's only four killer balls in play. Odds are you're not going to know where all four killer balls are. So it becomes a guessing game. Do you, because what matters in this game is three things, cash, killers, and confidence. Because after everyone shows their two balls, everyone can explain what do they have in their back row? And this is where the bluffing poker comes into play because they could be telling the truth and say, oh, this is a thousand and this is $500, uh, whatever. They could say, unfortunately, this is a killer, but this is 20,000. Or they could just full on lie. 
oh, this is big money and this is big money, even though they're both killer balls. Because, as I just said, Cash Killers and Confidence is the name of this game. Because with those four players, they then have to vote out one of those players out of the game and they have to lose all their balls. So it becomes a who do you trust? Well, so and so is bringing 5,000, so and so is only bringing 100, but they said one has a killer ball, so that's two killer balls. Well, I don't know. Maybe so-and-so has two killer balls and is lying about having 50,000 pounds. I don't know. And they get to make their vote. Then, like Weakest Link, or in this case, Mars Survivor, one vote so-and-so, one vote so-and-so, one vote so-and-so. Oh, no, it's so-and-so. That person is eliminated from the game. And then it becomes the exciting part. We get to reveal all the values of all the killer balls to see who's been lying and who's been telling the truth. So the person that you voted out, were they telling the truth? Did they really have 20,000 in a killer? Oh, no, it was only 2,000 in a killer. Oh, rats. Well, they were lying. Or sometimes, no, they were telling the truth. It was 20,000 a killer. Or maybe... They were lying about even having a killer ball. <laughs> you never know with this game. It becomes a social experiment game, much like a lot of these voting out shows. So we are down to three players as one person is eliminated and all of their balls, including the big money, but especially, hopefully, the killer balls. Killers don't really play a role in these first two rounds, but they will play a pivotal role in the final round. We'll get to that in just a bit. We have round three. Now that there's only 12 balls left in the game, let's throw them all back in the rambling tumbler thing. And let's add two more money amounts that we have yet to see from the Golden Bank. And let's twist it one more time and add one more killer ball to the mix. Meaning that there are now 15 golden balls. Two to show. But this time, three they will know. This is crucial because with the final three in play, whoever survives this round goes on to the final round. And it plays exactly the same as round one. Show us the two that you have, and then you can lie about what you have in the back. Now keep in mind, this time around, if you have a good memory, you can remember like what the big values were, what the low values were, and if you already recall the two have already been shown, you can call it out like, wait, no, we've already seen the 50,000, that's so-and-so. There's no duplicate of that ball, so you're lying, which adds insult to the game. And that's what makes for an interesting format. Anyway, with round two with the two three and the decision being made the same of who's going home, well, it becomes the same. One more person gets eliminated, they lose all of their balls and all the cash amounts and killers associated with it. And then it gets on to the final round with the final two players, and this is the home stretch, and this is one of the best game shows because of this final round. So we've already seen these two. Some of them may have lied already to get ahead. Some of these people have been telling the truth this whole time. Some of these people have been laying low. You never know. But you already have a bit of social background with these people. 
And because we're down to 10 golden balls, some are cash, some are obviously killers based on laws of probability. Let's just mix up all 10 balls in a giant tumbler, add one last killer ball, and let's play our final round. Bin and win. Or as I call in America, cash and trash. But we'll get to that one in just a bit. So with bin and win, there are 11 golden balls sitting at a table. And the two players are sitting at the table next to him looking face to face. The rules are very, very, very simple. Of the 11 balls, you got to pick one to bin, throw out, remove from play altogether. And in doing so, you'll be rewarded with one of the balls to win. If it's money, that's great. That's good. It adds to the bank. And it could be tens of thousands of pounds. And we want to see as much money as possible. However, as you know, there's already one goal. There's one killer. There could be more because of the voting premises. If you pick a killer, this is where it becomes devastating because it gets, well, the reverse decimation. If you go by roll of decimation, uh, it gets decimated. We lose a zero. So 1,000 pounds becomes 100 pounds, becomes 10, becomes 1, becomes 10 pence. Every killer matters. You want to get rid of them as much as possible from the front game and in this game because that's the difference between 100,000 pounds and just 10. So they go back and forth. Pick a ball to win. Pick a ball to bin. Pick a ball to bin. Pick a ball to win. Back and forth. Now, is there 11? That means that the final part of the show... The final, the fifth and final ball that's picked is a choice of two. Sometimes it's both killers. Sometimes it's a cash and a killer. Sometimes what you're seeing is a train wreck round where it's, oh, the big money, 15,000 was one, and then suddenly it's 1,500, 150. And, oh, now it's now only 15 pounds. There's only 8,000 pounds left between the two. You can redeem this whole game by picking the correct one. And sometimes it happens. Other times it's the 40 and you're playing for 55 pounds. And that's what I love about Golden Balls. It is a mix of deal or no deal luck base with uh, an element of building the jackpot as a team. And it's how you both want to see as much money as possible. So the cash and trash bin to win game, I'm calling it cash and trash because, look, I don't think Americans call it a trash bin. We call it trash cans, and can and cash doesn't sound good. But it's bin and win, and it's pick a ball to bin. Oof, you just threw away 50,000 pounds. Oof, you just threw away 21,000 pounds. Oof, that was 4,000 that was a that was a killer that's good because if you get rid of all the killers it's cash from here on out and that's also what everybody wants to see so they also explain what the power five is the top five amounts so the potential top prize of the game sometimes it's six figures other times it could just be like a few thousand 
that's okay. Once we have established the bin, because of five picks of the balls to build up the golden bank of the game, we now go into what people most likely remember from golden balls, and that is split or steal. So, here we go. Prisoner's Dilemma is a game concept. It's based on ratting someone out to get less prison sentence. If you both rat out, you both uh, stay for long. If one rats out and the other one doesn't, the ratting out gets away easy. If you both don't rat out, you both remain with your same prison time. What do you do? So they took this concept and they used it for all sorts of game shows. Friend or Foe springs to mind because... That was the first in America to kind of utilize the splitter steel mechanic, which I still need to talk about now I think about it. Oh, well. Uh, And then there's Shafted, which was also a British game show that was also held in the UK. But most likely, if you've ever seen any version of YouTube with game shows before, even... Even if you're, you're an American, you've heard of Golden Balls' Prisoner's Dilemma show. Because... Most of the time, the way you see the show, and that way that they handle split and steal, it gets nuts, and you got to think very high stakes. The ones that get the most views are like 90,000 pounds, life-changing amounts of money on the line with a simple AB game. Now, I have played uh, Zero Escape. I have played the Nonary games, and yes, I do know how the AB game works in that show. Well, it's a video game, but you get the point. Uh, With most Prisoner's Dilemma, the way they handle it is if you both split, you get half of your bank because you're splitting it 50-50. If one splits, the other steals. Steal gets the full 100% of the money. The split gets nothing. If you both pick steal, you both get nothing. So that's most Prisoner's Dilemma on game shows. That includes this show, Golden Balls. So in Golden Balls, if you both pick split, like the 8,000 pounds is split 4,000 each. One pick split, the other one steals. Steel gets the full 8 grand. Split gets nothing. If you both pick steal, you both get nothing. Hey, remember when I did Take It All like two years ago? Same concept as the keep it or take it all. At least with keep mine, at least, you know, there was kind of stakes. So it kind of was a modified version of Prisoner's Dilemma. Oh, well. What I like about Golden Balls is, yeah, it's very high stakes and 50-50 versus, you know, 100 zeros. Because that's the thing is, if you look at what people who are in game theory says about this version of Prisoner's Dilemma... It kind of is no reason to pick steel. Realistically, you, you you should pick steel instead of split. Because if you pick... Because here's the risk between split and steel, which is what most game theorists have say. Hey, you're paying me on Patreon to talk game theory. Isn't this exciting? You're thinking I was just going to be talking about Jasper Carrot for the hour. I'll get to him in just a bit. I just want to get to the, you know, the science of, of game theory. So with the, I call it 50-100 probability rates, uh, because this is 
a prisoner's dilemma based on getting half the money or all your money or none of the money because that's your only three outcomes of a prisoner's dilemma in this game you get zero percent of the bank half the bank or all of the bank if you pick split you're either going to get 50 percent of the bank or you're getting nothing because the person picks stole if you pick split you're getting 100 percent of the bank or none of it because they also pick stole so it becomes a what benefit do you have of hitting split other than you're a nice person and you want to see two winners instead of one that's it that's the only moral quandary that comes from a prisoner's dilemma you worked as a team and you want to thank the person next to them so you're giving half the bank so theoretically you want to pick 50 percent so here is where i come from speaking as strategist jordan haas mastermind jordan haas. there's a new game show by the way i heard called mastermind i should really have casted for that show but i think i know people so i would get disqualified so you know how they say pick steel because you would rather win all of it than none of it and it's all or nothing i'm a flip opposite i say pick split because here is where my thinking is and this is why producers will hate me if you pick split you guarantee a payout producers hate paying out the money on the show they theoretically want to encourage you to hit steal because if you both pick steal they don't have to make the money they don't have to pay out a check for zero dollars well eight thousand so let's just assume hypothetical one hundred thousand dollars we're going 100 grand you can if you both pick split you both get fifty thousand dollars if one picks split the other one gets steel steel gets the full one hundred thousand dollars you both pick steel you both get nothing the hundred grand is thrown out me being strategic if you want to hurt the producers you pick split because it guarantees someone gets $100,000 in some regard. That money that's in the prize budget has to be utilized. Rather it's you or someone else, oh well. But personally, I would rather take a guarantee payout from the production company than uh, do an all or nothing scenario. And I think producers kind of forget about that <laughs> too. Because the object of a producer in these game shows, and this is where it, it, it's it's a mentality thing. A lot of game show producers have different mentalities of what a game is and what a game, game should be and how it utilizes payouts in terms of cash and prizes and all sorts of things. When it comes to a cash prize, especially if it's a big life-changing money like Deal or No Deal or Card Sharks or Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, they want to see you get close, but they don't want to actually pay it out. They'll be happy with like whatever is the mean, and they did a whole lot of mathematical formulas behind the scene of what's the likely outcome per episode based on how many episodes were picked out, blah, 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 blah. So, for instance, uh, let's just say Supermarket Sweep. They say it's about a 60% likelihood you win the grand prize. So, 60% of... 100 episodes is 60 episodes. We have to give away 
So 60 times $5,000, is at least to guarantee payout, plus whatever's in the other remaining 40 episodes. So you're looking at about 400000 generally. Uh, what I notice is that's the case with most game shows. You want to have the illusion that it's possible, but slightly impossible to achieve it. You've seen that with, with so many game shows over the years. You've seen that with one versus 100. You see that with a lot of big money quiz shows. I'm kind of surprised Beach Shazam has given away a million dollars multiple times so far when other game shows barely get to a million dollars. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, Golden Balls. The whole point is we are giving away big money. And like most British game shows, there's a fuck you, no way we're paying out the money caveat with if you both pick steel, you both get nothing. So if you want to piss off the producers and you want to at least guarantee a winner, someone will be happy at the end of the day, pick split. Now, those who are in the... Well, it's all about the money, and you gotta be in the eyes of the of the contestant. Go big or go home. Obviously, you want to pick steel because the likelihood is you get all of the money or none of the money. So, me, being the kind-hearted man that I am, I would pick split. And if you pick steel, oh well, I may not got any money, but I know that someone out there just got twenty-two thousand pounds. Or $100,000, or whatever was my equation, I just forgot. <laughs> so, to me, Golden Balls is fun. And there is that bit of social game aspect with the Prisoner's Dilemma in the final round. The bin and win and split steel game. The first half, it's a bluff. What do you have in the back? And that's also very fun. Because, you know, you can say, I may, I may have 40000 in here, this is great. And people be like, wow, you're really excited about having that money, but I don't believe you. And it just becomes a trust exercise, and I like that in the game. And strangely enough, like, the show works. I remember when that show debuted, I was going like everyone else, oh, no, a deal or no deal pair, like, another one of these deal or no deal clones, oh, no, luck-based game shows are all the rage. But watching Golden Balls, it, it's different. It's different than a lot of these game shows because unlike Deal or No Deal, there's no guarantee of what the cash prize is. It all comes down to luck and trust. And I like that in the game because there's no guarantee the top prize is even in today's episode. Maybe it's only 5000 Maybe it's only $30. We don't know. <laughs> But it's that mixed with the deduction atmosphere of who has the killer balls. Oh, there's so many out there. We need to get rid of them. And sometimes, and this is case after case, you have people who have maybe two or three of these dangerous balls that, as I've explained, could really fuck up the jackpot round in this bonus round. And they make the case like, hey, I look, I know I have three, but if you carry me over, I promise to pick split, and I know this is all luck, and it could be you next, and I promise I won't vote you out. Or, And they make the case, and sometimes they actually survive. And I like that a lot. And, 
yeah, like it's it's fun because there's big money episodes, relatively little episodes, and sometimes even the funniest is like when it's only like fifty bucks. Like when it's really small amounts of money, they still do the split steal game, and they're still like assholes that go, "Yeah, might as well steal." I mean, there's nothing, no points, only fifty bucks. Like, come on, and that is to me just like it shows. The money doesn't matter. It really is just the brain of how people think when it comes to this game, and I like that in Golden Balls. So now I got to move on to Jasper Carrot, the host. I will, for the longest time, I, I know who Jasper Carrot is. He's a stand-up comedian, very smart entertainer. I remember looking, I believe it was the Palladium. He did a Palladium special once. And he is just as perfect, like I will say classic stand-up comedian. This classic entertainer. And yeah, I know his name's Jasper Carrot, like the vegetable, haha. But it's it's fun seeing like him be a game show host and it's just this almost old school mentality of a uk game show like jasper carrot to me had like the makings of like a modern bob monkhouse over there that that snappy quick-witted comedic personality but at the same time just having a good time and i love that a lot uh when i first saw it because Golden Balls is, uh, in case you haven't figured out, the name Golden Balls comes from uh, David Beckham's. That's David Beckham's nickname in, in so- soccer football. Sorry, don't want to offend everybody. Uh, <laughs> that's his nickname was Golden Balls. So the game Golden Balls, Money Balls, whatever. Uh, and you see this bald guy with Golden Ball. And, and me, I was thinking, oh, this is Howie Mandel. This is the... A British Howie Mandel doing this luck-based game show. That's why they got the bald guy. Or maybe they're trying to go for a uh, Richard O'Brien. Because look at the little handheld circular spheres. Kind of like the crystals in the crystal maze. And no. It wasn't. It's not like Howie. It's not like Richard O'Brien. Jasper Carrot is as old school game show host as I can think of. But this was the, like the mid-2000s. This was the late 2000s with the big money late night game show craze. With Richard O'Brien, you know, he was trying to bring mysticism because it's like a dungeon master role. So he was kind of a bit like Riff Raff and Rocky Horror. Ooh, we're playing. We're in the medieval zone. This is a two-minute skill game. Good luck. And that's that's it. And then with like Howie Mandel... He amps up the tension with every pressing question and every pressing decision. So for Howie, you know, it's we want this to be the dollar. We want this to be a dollar because the offer goes up. You gave up $80,000 to see what's in this case. Open the case when we come back. With Jasper Carrot, it's... uh. <laughs> It's kind of more like parlor game, Jasper Carrot. The way he presents it is like, who's telling the truth? Can you figure it out? Welcome to Golden Balls. Some will lie. Some will cheat. But some might steal. All in a game of Golden Balls. And it's just like this presented like like f- fanatic thing. Tonight, a plumber 
a college student, a teacher, and a mortgage broker are all here to play golden balls. And then it just becomes like, why should we trust you? Why should we trust? And it's just this flavor of fun that comes with it. And the only time he has tension in the game is in the final round, where it's slightly Howie, but it's not full-on like like a Noel Edmonds type. It is a, we need to catch the killers. We need to bend this killer. Is this a killer? Is this cash? Let's find out. 4,000 pounds. Ooh, please throw away that 4,000 pounds. That means the top prize is now 41,000. And it just becomes this sort of like, let's recap where we're at right now. And it's only at the midpoint of of Ben and Win where he goes like, this is very important. There's two killers left and there's only five balls remaining. We need to make sure you bin it. Did you throw away it? We'll find out when we come back. And that just becomes the, oh, come on. But at least we now know that there is something there. And that's what I think makes Golden Balls exciting, if that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> I like the way Golden Balls handles the show. And I, and it lasted for so long. It lasted, I believe, for 10 seasons over there. Like It became like a second to deal or no deal in terms of, hey, did you see the show last night? Difference was. Difference is difference the difference hey jordan i know game shows deal or no deal over in the uk aired in daytime it was a daytime game show it was no different than like the price is right over here or family feud you know it's either in the more it was late afternoon i think like 3 p.m over there is when you would see deal or no deal so it was much like ellen it's you can watch ellen or you can watch noel edmonds and people watch Noel Edmonds because he'll get this big money game show and personality and this real life soap opera of people needing money and that that's the appeal Golden Balls was not a daytime game show this was a primetime event this was like millionaire this was a look we only have so many episodes per season check us out 8 p.m someone might win a crap ton of money in this weird mirror gold casino discotheque looking set. Uh, <laughs> I got to point this out. <laughs> this set for Golden Balls. Oh, geez. Um, <clears throat> it is, I called it the Golden Discotheque. It's a bunch of mirrors. A lot of shiny, glossy mirrors. This set has like a panel game front with like two tables in a weird like railroad track that leads to the little center sphere that's like the rotating tumbler and then there's like another railing that has the big golden bank that looks like a weird mix of industrial train wreck and big money primetime game show because of the lights and when someone gets eliminated there's like this whole walk of shame where they have to walk down a little corridor stand in a circle and then the, the big spotlight just date fizzles out and they're gone from the game and it's like oh man they they like disappear they're going from space and i think like that's kind of the funniest part about golden balls it's just like for such a great game show the set is just giant shiny this is like this is not the game show for people who get distracted by shiny objects easily because you'll be just looking at the set going 
Ooh, shiny gold thing. It looks like some it looks like something Donald Trump shout out. Am I right, folks? Am I right, Donald Trump? He sucks. <laughs> I'm recording this right in the middle of when he got COVID. So I don't know if he's dead or not, or if he got reelected. But uh we can only hope none of those things happen, right? Or one of those things happen, and hopefully it's not the reelection. Anyway. Uh <laughs> It's such a fun little game show that I just, to me, it's just, I, I loved it so much. I always fabricate, like, what would the American version is? Because this feels like such an American game show. Because the front half is just people yelling at each other. And that's, like, the case with, like, 80% of most reality television shows. And... When it gets to that final round, it becomes such a roller coaster of what the cash prize is. Did I just get very excited? And I and I took it upon myself to come up with a uh, a game. I made my own version of Golden Balls USA. Uh, so it's on Tabletop Simulator. I haven't released it, but I just enjoy it so much. It plays exactly like the main game. Four players, and it plays with the same four rounds. The only difference is the cash values. Range from $1 to $100,000, with no two balls being alike. Unlike in the, this version, where there are pairs of balls. Haha <laughs> balls. And, of course, I was aiming for this to be a Fox game show, because the show being called Golden Balls... You have to obviously come up with a lot of uh, ball jokes because those are always funny because balls is like testicles. And you can also say it takes a lot of balls to play this game. Ha ha, like, 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 you know, a bravery. If you want to be rich, you're going to have, you need the balls. Golden balls, that is. 100, 100 golden balls in the golden bank. No two balls are alike. Some are little balls, some are big balls, some are in the middle. Uh, with thousands of dollars. I think I made it like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 40, 50, 60, 80, 90, 100, 200, 300. No, it's in 50s. So 150, 200, 350, 4, 4, 5. All of those lean to 1,000. And then it's like 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000. All the way to like 50,000, then 55, 60, 65, 70, 75, 80, 85, 90, 95, 100,000. So when you pair it all up, I think the top prize is like like about quarter million dollars, which is like, okay, that's good. But you keep the killer balls in play. So 100,000 could be 1,000. Could be... And it could be very low amounts of money, and I think that's the appeal to this game is the stakes. And you're not really losing anything if you have at least one cash amount in play. And remember, if you have a killer card in bin and win and it's the first, you're not decimating anything, so it's pretty good, too. You're only losing out a slot. So theoretically, it's better to either bin them in the beginning or bin them at the start, the very start of the game. So that way you're left with the full cash amounts at the end of the show with no killers in play. Uh, trying to figure out who to host this show, I actually thought of Rob Lowe. And then it like, oh, he has like Mental Samurai and 911. Oh, okay. 
So I, it's now trying to figure out like who's the next one to host this show. Uh, and I think like you want like something that's like, I I would really want to see uh, so someone that would be kind of fun to have. And there's it's tough because there's not a lot of American fun comedians. Like I can't see Ron Funches hosting this show. I can't see Chris Hardwick hosting this show. Uh, Paul F. Tompkins maybe. Pa- Paul F. Tompkins might host this show. Uh, because it has a little quirkiness to it that I think might work. Uh, but he has to go on full Willy Wonka outfit when it comes to hosting this show. Uh, and when I was playing it, and I did a lot of you know play testing because that's what I do with this game. Some games were at two hundred twenty thousand. Other games broke six figures. Others were like seventy thousand. Others for like $5,000 and others in one game I had was like $120. And I was like, that is so amazing. Cause it had the same level of extremes, but when it came to like a normal game, it felt it fit that prime time perfection of like 50,000 to a hundred thousand. If that makes sense for an American primetime game show that I thought, wow, this works. And then it goes, I just RNG the split still because it makes no difference <laughs> in my version and uh, it, it paid out well. It worked. So what what I found was Golden Balls is such a fun game show that I think it's one of the rare occasions where this should really be more of an American game show than a UK game show. This is, as much as I, I mean, like, I don't want to say every UK game show should be in America. Like, first and last, I say should. Not Small Fortune. Not really Mastermind, although I want Mastermind to be. Uh, but this feels like an American game show. It just was in a different country and was a big hit over there. Never brought over here. I'm sure they did like a pilot idea and it just didn't pick, get picked up. But man, considering like the arguments they could have had, considering how funny it was, this should have been an American game show. But um, obviously, I, I think they should just reboot the show. This is a fun-filled show. This is, uh, it's a mix of luck. It's a mix of social ingenuity. It has a great prisoner's dilemma that I think a lot of people forget about. So in conclusion, please give Golden Balls a chance. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you again next time. This game has luck. This game has social. And she's been lucky. He's been guilted. And I've been Jordan Haas. And we'll see you again next time for another great game show. I suppose. Big smooch. Mwah!